On today's episode, I'm going to take you down a little trip down memory lane. A story from my past and how it might help your future. That and more coming up today. I'm Steve Freeman. This is the Steve Freeman Podcast, fueled by Performance Inspired Nutrition. You're listening to the Steve Freeman Podcast, the real, raw truth about the pursuit of success in music, business, and life. Here's your host, hit songwriter, multi-platinum selling producer, and serial entrepreneur, Steve Freeman. Living a more healthy and active lifestyle is probably more affordable and possible than you actually think, and it's all due to my friends at Performance Inspired Nutrition, pi-nutrition.com. Whether you need multivitamins, zinc, beauty and collagen support, ripped whey protein, they have it all. And I want to tell you about the brand new and improved Inspired Bar 2.0. If you're looking for a snack during the day, chock full of protein, keep you feeling full all day. There's 20 grams of protein in each bar. They're gluten-free with six grams of fiber, It's got all of the good stuff that you need. Forget reaching for the snacks. This is what you need. Go to pi-nutrition.com to get started living a more healthy and active lifestyle for yourself today. Every day, I drink the Ripped Whey Protein Diet and Energy Shake. Keeps me feeling full all day. Gives me energy. I'm not hungry. And it tastes really good. I've gone to a new evolution. I'm now doing the Vanilla with a tablespoon of peanut butter and oat milk, and it's amazing. It is literally amazing. So I invite you to go check it out, pi-nutrition.com. Don't forget, enter code Steve at checkout and get 10% off your order. Live a more healthy and active lifestyle fueled by performance-inspired nutrition. Welcome to another episode of the Steve Freeman Podcast. Coming up today, I'm going to tell you a little story. I'm going to take you down memory lane. I uh, found out something yesterday that, that really got me going back about 20 years. And I'm going to kind of walk you through a, a, a little bit, a chapter of my story, because I think it will help you moving forward. It is so good to have you here. While you're here, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Take 30 seconds and leave us a written review on Apple Podcast or wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast. Tons of people are now listening on Spotify. I found out a couple of weeks ago that we were actually featured on Spotify and we've been trending in the top 40, top 30, top 20 for about the last six to eight weeks. So welcome everybody that's listening on Spotify. I really appreciate it. Don't forget to share the podcast out. Be sure and tag me in it. But to do that, you got to be following me at the Steve Freeman on all social media platforms. If you'd like to become a member of The Outsiders, go to thestevefreeman.com. If you'd like to go further and get even more exclusive content, more exclusive podcast episodes, exclusive video content, become a VIP. You can do that at thestevefreeman.com. All right, guys, I found out yesterday that a friend of mine uh, passed away. And it really got me to thinking about a certain chapter in my life because this, this person was intricately woven into that chapter of my life. As many of you know, um, I, I started out in the radio business. That's, that's where I started. That knowledge helped me go on and do other things in my career because I understood when I came to Nashville and I got involved in 
owning a record label, having a publishing company, artist promotion, all of that stuff. I, I knew because at that time, still at that time when I moved here, country radio had a radio period had a hold on whether or not an artist was going to be successful or not. If you could not get on mainstream country radio, you might as well kiss it goodbye. We didn't have all of the things that we had today, which is kind of leads me into what I want to talk about. Cause I was, I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. It's just a fact that I was a part of things changing. Now I was way ahead of my time, but I feel proud to be a part of the things that have changed that, that made terrestrial FM radio not as relevant. And I remember being at a radio station in Yuma, Arizona, back in the late 90s. And I just wasn't happy. I, 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 had, I felt like I had run the radio run that I wanted to have. I felt like I had accomplished everything that I really wanted to, wanted to accomplish. And, and my eyes, no matter what I do, no matter what I go into, I'm never happy and will never happy being the employee. So for years and years when I was in the radio business, you know, you start out doing nights and then you want to do afternoons and then the goal is to get to, to mornings. I went through that entire transition, had a syndicated radio show, but I was, that was never what my goal was. I always had my eyes set on owning a radio station. I never just wanted to be the jock. I never wanted to be the on-air talent. I wanted to own the radio station. Well, owning a radio station is, is very difficult to do. Number one, you've got to find one that's for sale. And then you're talking millions of dollars. Having the FCC allocate a new license is, is a long and costly process. And right now we're talking, this is early 2000s. We didn't have iPhones. We didn't have the technology that we have today. The internet was practically brand new. Most everybody was still on dial-up. Broadband wasn't even a thing, really. And so I, I knew looking around that being, you know, 20 years younger, I was in my 20s, that, that acquiring the millions of dollars that it would take to buy an FM radio station, I, it just wasn't in the cards. I wasn't going to be able to do it. And then I remember reading an article about how this one guy in another country was, was using, at the time, the, the best technology that was available to stream out some spoken word books that he was doing. And he was streaming it out over the internet and everybody was laughing at him. And because no, nobody knew what the internet was. I, we, we, I mean, back then, it's, which is oddly enough, still the same thing. People only used it for news and porn. That, that was it. Pretty much the same thing today. And, but, but my mind, I thought, wait a minute. If this guy can stream out him reading books, then why couldn't I have a radio station and just stream it? And then as I got deeper into looking around at it, I found there were some other people around the world that were taking their iTunes library and streaming it over the internet. Now, I mean, hindsight being 2020, you know, highly illegal. I mean, you, you cannot do that because you're not paying any royalties, you're not paying any rights. When you make something like that available to anybody other than personal consumption, you've got to pay ASCAP, you've got to pay BMI, you've got to pay CSEC, you get you, all of that. This was in the infancy. 
Nobody was even thinking about that. And so I had the idea, I said, but I couldn't just think, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play some music and start a little online radio station. No, I had to do it the only way that I knew how. And that was to build a real radio station. And I was like, okay, I'll do the morning show. I'll hire somebody to do middays. We'll have an afternoon show. We'll have somebody at nights. We'll do it exactly the same way real, really good radio stations do it, except it will be available exclusively online. And there was a radio station that I worked for back in the 90s in Little Rock, Arkansas, named The Maverick, KMVK. That station had gone away, but it had always stuck with me. And I, and I remembered it was one of, the, one of my most enjoyable radio experiences. The program director there, Ken Wall, is still a friend of mine today. Um, I loved that experience. And I went online and I saw that KMVK.com was available. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I just start the Maverick back up? But it'll be available exclusively online. And so that's what I did. I started with one radio station, one internet radio station. Now, at the time, there was no path to revenue because everybody that we talked to and talked about uh, anything we wanted, people didn't understand it. I, I, the, the number of times that I heard people will never listen to radio over the internet. You are so stupid for doing this. You're wasting a bunch of time. You're wasting a bunch of money. And listen, there were some really smart people that told me that. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to have access to some pretty powerful people. And they all told me, this is a fool's errand. It's never going to amount to anything. You're, people will never, because I, I was looking at the leading edge of technology and I was, you know, looking at what was available. And I'm like, guys, look, I don't know when it's going to happen, but there's going to come a time when people are going to consume content on their phones. They're going to consume content in their cars. They'll have internet available in their cars. More people will be consuming content from the internet than from television, regular radio, newspaper, magazines. I see it coming. I want to be there when this revolution starts. Well, months go by, a couple of years go by, and I developed that radio station into something pretty popular around the world within the internet budding community. I, I, that radio station was the first radio station of record to ever have 1 million listeners a day. Even at that point, people were, they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. They didn't think it was valuable. So all I was doing is spending money all these years. And I'm sitting in Little Rock, Arkansas, my hometown. And as often happens, you're like, you look, you know what? I, I'm doing this and this is great, but I want, I want the respect of my peers. So I decided, look, I'm going to start a, another radio station, online, internet, and it's going to be a news talk station. And it's going to focus primarily on Arkansas news, Arkansas politics, personalities of the state, all of that. Because we, there was a big station in Little Rock, KARN, that was a conservative talk station. It had Rush Limbaugh. It had all that. And I had nothing against those guys, but I looked out into the marketplace and there was nothing to compete with that whatsoever. And even though that was not at the time, my political leaning, I thought, well, the smart thing to do is to fill a void. Okay. If, if it's, if it's hard getting people to listen to internet radio as it is, maybe it, we will force them to listen to internet radio. If we provide them with a product that they currently have no outlet for, there was no conservative media or no liberal media or even left-leaning media. 
So I decided I was going to do this, built the studio, took out more office space, had a, built a kick ass studio. And when I knew that I wanted to do this within the last three months, there was a, a news talk personality who was huge in the state of Arkansas and had been huge for a very long time. His name was Pat Lynch. He had spent, I believe, 20 years on KARN. Then he went to a station that had just started up that was going to a different format. And they hired Pat Lynch away from KARN. And he had been doing a show on that station for several years. His contract was up. He wasn't sure what he was going to do. He was still writing his column for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And he had a fan base. And I didn't know Pat, but I thought, look, if I'm going to do this, then again, follow my theory here of give people what they want. If it's not available anywhere else, then they have to come to me to get it. So I went and I sat down with Pat. And Pat was in it from the minute. He was all about it. Now, some would argue that uh, Pat just wanted back behind the microphone. And I don't care, really, in all honesty. Over the next couple of years, I I got to know Pat very well. And he and I built that radio station. You can, to this day, you can go back online and find articles from Arkansas Business and Arkansas Democrat Gazette, a lot of articles talking about what we were doing. And when we did that, I, I got a lot of criticism. I did not get the respect that I wanted from the, uh, the media uh, that I thought I was going to get. They hated, the, they hated what I was doing. And I realized at the time, but even more so now looking back, that I was a threat. I think all of these people that were trying to discourage me knew exactly what I knew. I think they knew that this is where content delivery was going to go. I think they knew this is where entertainment was going to go. I think they did know people were going to have internet in their cars. People were going to be listening and consuming content on their phone more so than terrestrial radio. And they tried to keep me from doing that. And what ended up happening, there was, a, there was actually a large uh, concerted effort to get me out of the way. Uh, brought about by a whole falsehood of this guy approaching me who had been in, in Arkansas radio for years. Uh, wanted to buy. At this time, I had started, fi- I, had, I had built it up, the network, I guess a network, if you will, to five different online radio stations. And we were doing well. I mean, they were great. We're, we weren't making a fucking dime. I mean, we were making nothing. All I was doing was spending money. But I, I was doing so knowing what was going to happen. I had every belief in what was going to happen. I knew, I, just, I, I knew it was just a matter of time. If we could just hold on long enough. When this guy approached me, he already had another successful business. He's like, look, I want to partner these things together and bring them together. He had spent his entire career in the radio business as a general manager and on the sales side. So that's what I was missing. I had all the creative. I had all the programming. I had all of that. I did not have the sales acumen. I didn't have those relationships with all of the different businesses around the state. He did. So I thought, you know what? This makes sense. Let's partner up together. I've got the programming side. You've got the sales side. Let's rock and roll. Well, that whole thing didn't end up well. It ended in a massive lawsuit. Um, He never paid me uh, for the radio stations. He basically just took uh, took the radio stations from me and and ensued a a legal battle that cost more money than I had. And um, that's kind of the story of that. But what I found out yesterday that was that Pat Lynch had passed away. 
And I don't often, that was a very dark, dark period in my life, in my family's life. Uh, We got to a point where we, because of the lawsuit, we lost almost everything that we had. It was not a, it's not a, it's not a good time to think back on. But almost 20 years later, when I saw the news of his passing yesterday, for the first time in a very long time, I actually looked back on that time and I smiled. And I realized to this day how, how still very proud, regardless of how it ended, two things, regardless of how it ended, it was an amazing experience. I still did something that nobody had ever done before, even though at the time it wasn't successful. And, and number two, had it not gone down exactly the way that it went down, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. I wouldn't have come to Nashville. I wouldn't have started a record label. I wouldn't have started a publishing company. I wouldn't have started writing songs and producing records. I wouldn't have built the relationships that I've built. I wouldn't have the success that I've had. And I wanted to tell that story and and lead up to that to tell you guys. I know we've talked about it here many, many, many times. But you may be in a situation like I was then. You were convinced. You knew that this is what you're supposed to be doing. You know, you know, you have every belief, you have every faith, and you might even, like I did, have knowledge of forethought. You may know something and have something that nobody has, but you may be before your time. Or where you're at right now very likely just may be the stepping stone to where you're supposed to be. Now, look, going back, I can put myself back in that situation. And I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of the line. I thought that was the, the top of the mountain. I was having so much fun. I was living what I thought. I was living out my dream. I, I thought that was my dream. I, I thought that, look, having these radio stations, doing my morning show every morning, that that, that was it, man. That, that If we could just find a way to monetize it, then that's it. That's, that's the way forward. But it was not the plan. Now, it was a stepping stone on the way to my destiny. It was the catalyst. It was the vehicle. Even though it turned out to be a negative experience, even though it turned out, uh, even no matter how bad I wanted it, it, that, that didn't matter. No matter how hard, you couldn't have worked harder. Nobody worked harder. It's, it's not possible for anybody to do anything and continue forward and keep their momentum and, and possibly come across more criticism and more hate than I did during that period, but I kept moving forward. And I think a lot of us get in that same type of situation today. Whether you're a singer, songwriter, small business owner, entrepreneur, it's okay for you to work as hard as you're working right now and be as focused as you are focused right now. It is okay, though, if this isn't the thing. You have to be willing to be open and say, I may be on a stepping stone. I may be on the escalator, but I've not reached the floor I'm supposed to be on yet. There's anything I've learned over the last 20 years is that life, whether it's your personal life or it's your professional life, it's an elevator. There are a lot of stops along the way. We, we hop in that elevator and we hit the number for the top floor because that's where we want to be. But there are a lot of stops in between. Some of us are not meant to hit the top floor. 
some of us are meant to maybe be on the 10th floor or the 15th floor or the 20th floor. And that's okay. It had been so long that I, I, like I said, because of how everything ended, I have not ever really looked back on that time fondly. And if I'm being 100% honest, a lot of people ask me, why do I feel the way that I feel about Arkansas? And even though I'm from there, and that's one of the major reasons for many, and this is, look, this is me being 100% honest. For many years after that happened and we left, and I was on to the next thing. I was coming to Nashville, building a record label, all of that. Despite all of that, I still would not go back to the state of Arkansas because I knew where this guy lived. And I was afraid that if I ever went back to the state that, that I would seriously fuck this guy up. That's how bad it got. But even yesterday in reading that and seeing where Pat had passed away at 70, for the first time, and I don't remember how long I actually smiled. And I was able, as a more mature person sitting here today, who is, in all honesty, kind of in the same transition again of transitioning out of the music business, moving to California, doing something completely different with my life. I can look back on that period and realize how amazing it really was and appreciate and and enjoy the memories for just having lived them. It wasn't the end of my road. It wasn't the dream realized that I thought it was, but it was the vehicle that got me where I am today. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for those, that three, four year period. And I think for all of us, we've got to be open to that happening to us. We've got to be open to the fact that no matter how bad we want the thing we're engaged in right now, it may not be the thing. It may just be a lesson on the way. And I know for a lot of us, for me, I know that's, a, that's very hard to sit and think about because we get so engaged, we get so passionate about the things that we're doing. We put all of ourselves into them. We don't very rarely check the rearview mirror because we're focused so forward in going forward. But it's okay. It's absolutely okay to be happy where you are, but not be content and to keep working towards what it is that you're working towards. But I, I implore you, keep an open mind. This may not be the end all for you. It may just be a stepping stone to get you to where you're really supposed to be. And that's something looking back now that I can accept. I can look back and go, you know what? That wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And then I can question, okay, it led to the next thing. Was that was I, now that I'm at a tur- another turning point? But I can't overthink it because we're on a current that we cannot control. We just got to get up and get in the boat. We have to have some general sense of direction because we've got to pick one. We've got to go north, east, south, or west. We cannot just stay in one place. We've got to set out on the destination. We have no control over the current. Sure, some of the decisions that we make could loosely be interpreted as steering the boat, but we have no control over the end destination. 
So as I saw that yesterday and I look back, like I said, for the first time in a very long time, I actually look back in that time in my life on a positive note. And I do want to say that I, I do since I send my sincere condolences out to Marie, all of Pat's fans. He was a truly talented individual. He was smart. He was funny. He knew how to play people. And he knew radio. He was a great columnist for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. But even though Pat and I didn't agree politically on everything, I always loved listening to him. And so did other people. And sometimes until you, you lose something, almost like losing a little piece of your past, even though it still existed, it somehow makes it feel non-existent. He had a huge impact on my life. Nearly not the same thing, but you talk about, you hear soldiers talk about the brotherhood. And those were definitely some foxhole years. And Pat Lynch jumped right in the foxhole with me. People like that in your life are invaluable. More so than ourselves, they are the ones steering our boat. So be careful. Be careful who you let in your boat. But the moral of today's story is like I was saying earlier. I know you're focused. I know what you want. But just in case it's not it, let it be the vehicle that takes you where you're supposed to go. Be open to new directions. Guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Steve Friedman Podcast. Don't forget... Check out our friends at Performance Inspired Nutrition at pi-nutrition.com. Get on your way to living a more healthy and active lifestyle. Enter code Steve at checkout and get 10% off your order. Don't forget, follow me everywhere on social media at the Steve Freeman. Share out the podcast with somebody that you know, with your friends, with somebody you love. Share it with somebody that you hate. Hey, I've never talked about that before, but share it with somebody that you don't like. I appreciate you guys being here. Until Friday, guys, dream big, work harder.